Hey Chacha Nation. Hi Chacha Nation. Hi Chacha Nation. Yes, so Chacha Nation. This is now Chacha Music Review Podcast. And based on logistics, we go to amplify the African sound by bringing the best of African music into the now years. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and members of the Chacha Nation. My name is Apis Tolova, aka your musical plug creator of the energy force and i'm back like i never left with another episode of the cha-cha spotlight series you know i get to do it here now i get to bring fast rising artists and we talk about their musical journey and without wasting much of your time let me allow my artist for today to introduce herself hello good morning everybody my name is Oni. um i'm a german nigerian artist i'm doing afrobeats music and i'm happy to be with you today all right. Thank you for being, uh, you know, on the podcast. Um, I really, really do appreciate this. You said your name is Oni. Is that like your real name or your stage name? And when exactly would you say, you know, music started for you? And that is actually my uh, Nigerian name. They named me Nigeria Oni because, um, yeah, when I started living here, when I started to do music here, they actually realized that my music style um, is more Nigerian than any other other music music style. That has been for like three years that people have been saying that. So when I was here and I said, my name is Hani, because that is actually my real name. They just changed it here into Oni. So now everybody knows me by the name Oni and I'm just introducing myself like that naturally. So that is how, how the name Oni happened. That's a so. bit strange though, because I mean, if as a Nigerian, you go, you know, outside the country and for example, you say, um, you know, your name is probably, let's say, Toby and hear somebody say, oh, Tobey yeah. or something. I mean, it's always the other way around. So how was it like for you coming to Nigeria and, you know, them having to like maybe call your name in another form that you've not used to? How does that, how did that feel like for you? I actually quickly understood that that is the Yoruba name for my real name. Oni means honey in Yoruba, so it actually made sense. Uh, so let's talk about your, you know, background. So I'm German. I was born and raised in Germany. And um, I left Germany a few years ago to Portugal first. That's why I started to, to produce music and um, also to learn sound engineering from um, actually from Africans, from Angolans and Cape Verdeans. Um, in Lisbon, that is like a, it's like a hub for um, African artists from the Portuguese speaking countries in Africa. And that's how I got in touch with the, with the Portuguese um, African music. So yeah, that's actually, that's actually how it started, that I started to live abroad. And um, of course, it was just a matter of time that I was, if I really want to go deeper into the music, I want to be, you know, in this scene, if I want to be networking, if I want to meet people, if I want to link up with other, with other people that are making the same kind of music. So yeah, that was, that was my journey, actually. That's, um, you know, that's an interesting journey, all the way from, you know, jamming to Portugal, and now to, uh, you know, Nigeria. I mean, we all know that the Nigerian music scene is a very, very big um, industry. But then again, given the situation in the country, you know, quote and unquote, now a lot of people want to jack back, you know, from the country. So, I mean, you overseas, you overseas, (laughs) (laughs) you overseas and relocating back, you know, to Nigeria. Like you said, you left from Germany to Portugal, you could have easily stayed in Portugal and do your music or go back to Germany, you know, and still do the music and still identify, you know, as um, a Nigerian, uh, you know, artist. 
So what was yes. that thing that formed the, the decision to say, okay, you know what, I want to come back to Nigeria to do music. That's number one. Then number two, what also formed the decision of you saying, I want to identify as a Nigerian artist. I mean, you could have really stayed abroad and be, you know, one of those German artists or even a Portuguese artist, but you decided to say, I want to identify as a Nigerian, as a Nigerian artist and I want to come back home to do my music. What, inf yeah. what influenced that decision for you? I mean, it was a process. Um, when I started with the music, um, like professionally, that was not too long ago, um, maybe like two and a half years that I did it professionally. That's when I when I produced and released my first single. It was a process and I first had to figure out how things work and also what is possible today with the infrastructure that we have with streaming. Uh, um, how can you like generate an income from streaming? How can you use different platforms for doing a lot of things uh, online? where you don't have to be necessarily in the country where your listeners are, you know? So it was a kind of process. I first had to figure out how this can work and how this is going. And then I was like always for maybe three months or sometimes six weeks in Nigeria. And it's it started to happen that whenever I got back to Germany, for example, that was when people were requesting me for, I don't know, for a music video, for a show, for so many things that were happening here on ground that I was just like, okay, I, I have to actually be in Nigeria all the time so that I can really like take the little stepping stones and, and just progress with my career properly, you know? So that was in the end the what made the decision for me. Because like the other work that I'm doing, aside from the music, is an online work. So I can basically work from everywhere. So in the end, it was more like, okay, do you really want to try to like be a full-time musician and then you have to be on ground for some time just to, you know, like build something up that is uh, sustainable in the end. So you've spoken about, you know, the process it took for you to get to, you know, the decision of, oh, I need to stay, you know, a little while if I want to, you know, go deeper into the music. So, um, you know, you rightly spoke about you, you know, moving from Germany to Portugal and in Portugal, you were able to learn a bit of, uh, you know, production, you know, and all of that. But you said you started music, uh, yes. you know, professionally, let's say about two years ago, right? Yes. So, I mean, you started music professionally about two years ago. I'm guessing that was when you made this, you know, okay, yeah. you know what, music is what I wanted to do. But what would you say was your first, yes. you know, encounter with music? I can't, I can't uh, recall that because I, I literally grew up in a very, very musical family. Like my father, he's a music enthusiast. He plays different instruments. So, and he had this wall, you know, this wall with vinyls and CDs. And whenever we were talking about any song on the radio or on the, on the TV or wherever, he always had that song in that wall. And, you know, from different genres. And um, he loved soul music, blues jazz um rock and roll you know so i grew up with a very um very diverse um spectrum of music you know but whenever we were talking about parts of music that were like standing out like on a song on the radio or something it was always that he knew where this is coming from you know so i think that was actually the basis for me like where i learned 
how to listen to different layers of music, how they sometimes go along with each other, and how you can also like dismantle some instrumentals or tracks and take out some pieces that you like and put them back together. And that was actually the way that I approach music production. And that is also what people like other music producers say that is special about me, that I have this kind of understanding of how music can work together if, if, we, if we take some parts of music from different songs and put them back together. We call that sampling. And I have a very good ear for sampling and for creating something new out of these samples. I think that is something that is very crucial for music producers. All right, so um, since you, you know, you've mentioned sampling and you've mentioned uh, music production, let me just base my next question on your you know, production. Um, yeah. What would you mm. say, I mean, Again, you are a music producer and you are also mm -hmm. a music artist, but mm -hmm. you started production first before going into, you know, becoming a full-time artist. So what was it? What was it like for you? Was it like, oh, you know what? I'm tired of being behind the scene. I don't want to be a music producer anymore. Or I can't get anybody that understands my sound. So I want to try and produce my own thing. What was the decision for you from saying, I don't just want to be a music producer. I also want to be, you know, a music artist. Or was it that you wanted to be a music artist first and you said, you know what, let me learn production, then I will come back to this. Yeah, so the process was actually, I was in Germany and I had this offer from um, a record label in Portugal that wanted to work with me. So as an artist, um, they saw me dancing and they heard me singing the other day during, during a dinner of friends. And that was when they said, okay, come to Portugal, we're going to work together. And, um, you know, I've always been experimenting with, with sounds. Um, like I, I always say that was the, the start for, for learning to, to produce, like not professionally. Um, but the process was that I was supposed to be an artist only first. And um, while I was in Portugal and while I was working with, with some people, I was sometimes a little bit frustrated because I felt like, okay, um, sometimes you don't get the studio time when you want it, when you want to do something. Sometimes you feel like, oh, they don't understand what you're trying to, <clears throat> trying to lie under your voice with the beat and with the instrumentals. So that was actually the point when I was like, okay, let me try to do that. Let me try to produce myself and then it was so easy for me to produce and to put together the instrumentals for the for the tracks that I wanted to have that I was like okay let me go deeper into production sound engineering but at some point I understood for myself because I didn't have a big support team for the last like two years like a big team that could do some some work for me so I, I i realized that being a producer and an artist and building a career from scratch without knowing the right people until you get to the point that you know the right people is just so much it's, it's just a little bit too much at the beginning so it's better to choose to start with one thing that was that for me that was the best for me that i figured out to start with one thing like building my artist career and then you know when i'm at a different level and i can build up a team for myself then i can start to okay go back a little bit to production maybe also produce for other artists you know so yeah that was the decision that i just had to make to be to do, reduce the workload actually because it's it's just a lot producing and being an artist without being established already that is just too much like you already said, there's no doubt being an artist and also being a music producer at the same time. And, you know, given yeah. the fact that, you know, you don't have, uh, you know, a lot of um, team around you, like you rightly yes. said, and that is going to lead me, you know, to the next question. Now, 
you are not, you know, a typical, you know, Nigerian artist in the sense that you didn't, uh, you know, start the puzzle of your music. You didn't start it right here in Nigeria. And if you ask a lot of, you know, Nigerian artists that started, you know, right here, they, if you ask them what has been their biggest challenges, most times they will say, oh, it's finance. Or most times there's no record label, you know, that wants to sign me on. Yeah. But you said you got a call from a record label that wanted to work with you. And that was why you had to, you know, go to Portugal. So being in Nigeria and, you know, doing music in general, what would you say has been your biggest challenges so far? Um, so, whew. <laughs> I would say that uh, <laughs> I think the, the music industry is challenging itself. To be very honest, I don't think it's, a, it's, um, it's just a Nigerian thing because there is money in the music if you are in the right spot. But to get to that spot, actually nobody wants you to get there. I think that is also something that, that upcoming artists here would confirm. Like nobody wants to make space. And I don't think it's just a Nigerian thing. I think it's a general thing. And then there have to be certain, certain parameters in place so that you can get a shot. And of course, that is, um, that is finance. You have to have uh, money to push your career. You have to have um, the right network. And um, that was actually one of the biggest problems for me starting from scratch here in Nigeria, because I didn't know the right people in the music. And um, from what I know by now, we have a lot of, we call them suckers in the music industry that are people you will give them, for example, 20,000 Naira to play a song on the radio or to play a song in a club. And they will collect the money. They will even send someone that records like a short uh, phone video where people are playing your song, but they will never really promote your music. They will just collect the money, keep it for themselves, and they will not push your music. So <laughs> I had to go through a lot of these, these sucking people until I found the right <laughs> the right people that really want to push you you know that just don't that don't just say okay I know Davido I can plug your song somewhere I know this and this person I'm friends with Don Jazzy you know everybody tells you that in the music industry and to really find the people that can change things for you that can get you in a different place that can get your music heard out there I think that is very very tough for even for people that that um that live here in nigeria and that really know some people you know but you always have people that are not serious and that are just trying to to use the opportunity but they don't really do something for you that's that's a very very um tough one you rightly said and i mean it's it's the way the it's the way the industry is at least at the moment Maybe later in the future, the industry might decide to change or the industry might change. But at the moment, you know, it's the way it is uh, right about now. But, you know, talking about knowing yes. the right people and, you know, making the connection. I'm going to talk about one connection that I know, you know, that you have. I mean, based on what I've seen so far. And it was even that connection that made me discover you in the first place. And I'm talking about, um, you know, QDOT. Because your song that I first stumbled upon was um the song titled Ife, which uh, featured um you know Q dot and in my head I was like oh who is this um you know quote and unquote rainbow person that has featured you know Q dot mm -hmm. <laughs> and all of that so I started to listen to the song and I'm not even gonna lie I liked the song and that was when I told myself you know what I need to have a chat you know with this artist and I need to understand how were you able to get I mean of 
quote, and do not get me wrong on this, and I'm saying this with utmost respect, Kyodot is a very, very talented artist and one of the best artists in Nigeria. And I'm not even yeah. no cap about that. But, mm -hmm. I mean, given the fact that you have the likes of David Doe, the likes of uh, Whiskey, the likes of Kiss Daniel, and I'm saying this because the music they do is quite different. Kyodot yeah. is more of, um, if for lack of a better word now, is more of an indigenous singer, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you mm -hmm. being, you know, again, quote-unquote, Oibo, what, what what was that thing you know that got you attracted or how did you let me let me say let me put it like this how did you get to meet q dot and how has the you know working relationship been like with q dot um i was actually that is actually a funny story um like one of the first times that i came to nigeria i came with um with an artist he used to be a very well-known artist back in the days here in nigeria and he currently lives in london so i came with him to nigeria to do some things with him for his music and um, we went to the ninola radio concert and um of course because of this artist people still know him we we went backstage and um i i happened to to meet a lot of people and one of the people was uh Q-Dot. and um he got to know that i just uh, released my first produced and written afrobeat song that was also like partly in yoruba and he was like oh i have to follow you we have to connect and um yeah that is actually how it happened that i that i met him and after that it was just um that we connected so much on the on the music level and uh, also on a spiritual level because um there was also like the time that i was the first time in nigeria that was also the time when i when i connected a lot spiritually so actually we had a lot um that connected us right from the start on a very deep level i think music and spirituality are two parts of life that are very very deep like if you're connecting with someone on these kind of levels then this is like the a great basis for a deep friendship so that is actually um yeah how we connected and um since then it's um it has just never changed it's more like you know we are more and more exchanging on music he's currently um schooling in london so he He's also kind of progressing in his music, the music that he's doing. If you have listened to his current EP, you will you will have noticed that. Like it has also, apart from the indigenous side, it also has now uh, uh, some trap influences. For example, the, the song Lyrical that he did has some trap influences um, that really goes well with his kind of music, I feel. And um, so... You know, it's a it's a process. Everybody is is processing in the creative process, and it's the same that he is processing. Um, maybe into let me not say commercial. Commercial doesn't sound nice, but um, I feel like his current EP is a little bit more poppy. I would say than some of his um, very very indigenous songs that he used to do. So. Yeah, I think music music can evolve, you know, from different stages to other stages and also go back, you know, it's not a bad thing. So I think he's also currently figuring out the range of what he wants to do, you know. So um, we, connect, we connect in some points musically of that range. The same that I feel like I am kind of poppy 
in my in my in the music that I'm doing, and I see myself a little bit more in that style of um, I think yeah my voice goes well with this Afrobeat style that it has uh, a lot of R&B elements. But on the other side, you know, I feel like um, we also connect on that kind of indigenous music. Like you said, that was a very, very, um, you know, interesting um, story. So let's still, you know, stick around the subject, uh, you know, the song itself, you know, Ife. Yeah. And, um, but before, before we talk about that, I want you to talk about this, then you also talk about that all at the same time. Now, so the question is, what was it like, you know, recording your own, you know, song the first time you went into the studio and you wanted to record your own song. What was the experience like? Take us through that experience, then tell us what it felt like also to be in the studio, you know, to actually record a song, you know, with Q Dots, which is the song titled Effect. Tell us about those mm -hmm. two experiences. Um, so the first time I was in a studio was um, in Portugal back then. And um, it was actually a very smooth process because um, the song, I had written the song before, I had the instrumental in my head and I just needed to be sure that it, um, that it appreciates and that it follows the kind of African music that the genre of the song was. Because my first single wasn't Afrobeat, it was Kizumba. That is um, like the African salsa. It is very popular in uh, Cape Verde in Angola, Mozambique. So you have to make sure that you do it right. There's a certain pattern of music that you have to follow. There's a certain pattern that you have to, to, to put your voice down on that music. You cannot play around too much. So that was actually the challenge of the first song that I wanted to get it right. But in the end, it turned out very well. And um, the song Ife, that is actually, that is actually um, a story. Yeah, I think I will never forget that because um, we actually were not in a studio when we recorded Ife. Um, we recorded Ife during the time when the NSARS protests happened okay. in uh, Nigeria. So we had in mind to record that song. And the day when it happened was actually when um, the tension was so high already, like there was, yes, there was military on the street, they were blocking the streets and um, the protests at the toll gates were ongoing. So um, I think it was in the evening. I had just come to the, to the island to meet Kyurot to record. And I was waiting in a certain place for him. And then they announced, okay, we're going to block all the street now. No one is allowed to be on the street anymore in like two hours, you know. And it started to be very chaotic on the streets. And he called me. He was a little bit far away on the island. And I was like, okay, let me just try to get to you because I desperately wanted to record this song. But it was kind of, it was kind of crazy to go to the streets, you know. There was no, not even, not even a bike guy that wanted to take me anymore because they were like, ah, a white lady on the streets, military everywhere. They're sending us home. They say we should stay inside. Everybody's like frustrated aggressive you know super nervous so it was kind of kind of tough to even get to the place where uh, that was a hotel where we met to record and um while we were recording in that hotel room with tutti um we were watching the news of course on social media and everything and um i think 
a few hours after we met and we started to record, that was when the shootings at the Lecky Tollgate happened. happened. Yes, that was the night when we recorded Ife. So you can imagine, we are in a hotel room. We know outside there's chaos on the streets. People are burning down shops. There are robbing. There are people in panic, like in shock because of the shootings. And we are sitting in a hotel room together, trying to be safe. And at the same time, recording a love song. Oh God, <laughs> that was, that was, uh, <laughs> that was a, that was a very, very intense night. Like being in that, like emotionally was a very, very intense night. Because no doubt we we the um, the theme of the of the song is love, and in the first place you would think that is so far away from what happened in that night. Very. But it was more like it was more like you know, it was even more intense creating a love song because you feel like if these ugly and sad and horrible things are happening right here around us. Now is the right time to make a love song, you know, because we don't we don't actually want it to be like that. Nobody wants it to be like that. You know, we want to be living in a peaceful country where we are being protected and loved and respected, you know, and that was what the protests were all about, you know, like, don't just don't just ignore us. Don't just treat us ugly. Don't, you know, start to start to love us. We are your people. And if you cannot love us, respect us, you know, so it actually, yeah, it wasn't that um, contrary as it might seem in the first place, it was more like intensifying that feeling that we had with that song, you know? All right, and um, I'm not even gonna lie, that song, it's a, it's a very brilliant song. I, it's, it's added to my playlist from, the day, from day one that I listened to the song, and that was a song that made me, you know, discover um, your other song, you know, um, In My Ham, and um, the, the other one is in your band now. Yeah. Talo to oh my god I'm sorry I'm yes, sorry aha yeah yeah mm-hmm. but let's let's you know, <laughs> let's um let's leave the music aside for a bit because in everything uh you know you've been saying you it it shows how much of you know how deeply rooted you are in you know the African culture I mean you spoke about Angola mm-hmm. Mozambique you know. Cape Verde and all of that. So, like I said, let's leave the music aside. Let's talk about you and your cultural influences. Now, I mean, yeah, it's it's for it's it's very very weird when you see. I mean, it's common when you see people from the United Kingdom, people from the United States, when they try to say, "Oh yes, I'm Nigerian. I want to connect with my African roots and all of that." It's very very common. Yeah. But to see a German person, you know, say, "I want to connect with my African roots." You know, it's mm-hmm. quite rare. I, I'm, I'm not really sure it's something that we can find all about. So tell mm-hmm. us what exactly, how were you able, I mean, did you just wake up one morning and say, oh, you know what? Oh, so yeah, have an, uh, you know, um, a Nigerian parent or an African parent. And okay, I want to learn, you know, about Africa. I want to learn about Nigeria. Or it was something that was enforced or don't let me say enforced, that was installed, you know, while growing mm-hmm. up and say, you know what? Um, Oyin, this is your roots. You shouldn't forget this. What was it like for you, you know, culturally? Um, 
I grew up with the African cultures because in my community in Germany, we had a very strong connection with the African uh, cultures and people from Africa. We had a lot of Africans in our church. And um, also, you know, in school, after school, I had a lot of um, friends that were not originally from Germany, that um, their parents had uh, immigrated to Germany like years ago. So I grew up in a very, very international community, I would say. And it, it influenced me mainly spiritual and musical wise, you know, after school, in the breaks of the school, we were always listening to music. And that was music that was not from Germany. That was music from the Caribbean. That was music from Africa. That was um, music from, you know. Um, so I, I used to, I, I grew up with that kind of music, dancing to that music, vibing to that music, you know, with people that were sharing the same spiritual beliefs, you know, not, not even in a, in a solely Christian way, but um, also in a very, very spiritual way that my mother had always encouraged us to look at and to explore. My mother is a very um, spiritual person, but not in the solely Christian way, but in the way that she believes in the connection of the universe, energies, um, that she believes in the cycle of life. I, I would even go that far to believe that even my mother is open to the thoughts of reincarnation, what is one of the, what is one of the main differences between the Yoruba faith and the Christianity, I would yeah. say. So, um, yeah, so I was um, very early um, exposed and involved in this spiritualism that is more um, deeply, like, accepted uh, here in Africa. So for me, it was more like when I came to Nigeria, that was more like connecting actually back to like properly and very intensely to what I grew up with. And I always felt like this is what I actually believe in, you know? And so I cannot say that it has been like forced. It just was, for me, it was more like naturally connecting back to something that I always felt that this is the right thing for me, you know? That was very beautiful. I'm not even gonna lie because um, again, like I rightly said, these are some of the things that you that you see and it's you know it's very very rare to happen so mm -hmm. i really i really like the fact that you're so much i mean while we've been talking all along every time you mention an african country and how you're able to connect i'm like wow this is i mean this is this is cute this is good i like the fact that you know you stay true to your roots and you know you've also allowed that you know to you know um should i say um influence or you know input in your music also i mean that's very good but now let's uh you know still outside the music how many nigerian food do you eat or what is your best nigerian food <laughs> <laughs> um i actually can cook nigerian food by now even that was uh, just yesterday that we discussed that because yesterday i was in a very nice restaurant here and i had a wonderful egosi and um, that is one of my that is one of my favorite dishes, egosi with uh, pounded yam. Yeah, I, I would say egosi is my best food actually. All right, uh, that's that's good. You know, egosi and pounded yam. That was a that was a solid that was a solid Nigerian food. So um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you've I've listened to your songs, and I know 
you know, you've sung some of those songs in Yoruba, but mm. on a scale of one to 10, how good will you say your Yoruba is? Um, I understand, of course, um, by now much better Yoruba than I speak. Um, I'm trying to get more into into practicing speaking. Also with QDOT, he always has a, he is always looking at me and he's like, ah, I need to I need to start talking more to you, you know, so that you can practice. Um, but you know, I'm I'm getting better. I'm getting I'm getting better by the day, I would say. Um, I also started my um, my my TikTok. Like <laughs> that is actually funny. I'm I'm doing a lot of Yoruba stuff on on TikTok, and people are really happy to see that, you know. And they are interacting with me. They are writing or commenting in Yoruba, and that helps me a lot, you know, to practice my Yoruba, and um, yeah, to to <laughs> really get into that and to really like talk to people and interact with them so yeah i think i'm, I'm getting better each day uh, all right so well let's let's let i want my audience to hear how you know better you're getting so you're going to tell <laughs> me <laughs> why is everybody everybody's doing that <laughs> so yeah just it, it's very easy you know just do the introduction mm. of yourself in yoruba just introduce yourself in yoruba <laughs> Okay, it's still morning, right? Yes, yeah, so in the morning we say e karo. <laughs> we say e karo. Oru komini oni. But that is very easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said, that's that's easy. I don't want us to go into the, you know, the hard one and, you know, all of that. But yeah, yeah. now let's, um, let's start Are you about... Yoruba? Yeah, yeah, I'm a Yoruba, I'm a Yoruba boy. I'm a Yoruba boy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, where are you from? Which city? Uh, I'm from um, Ogun State, but I reside in Lagos State. Okay, yeah. yeah. Let's get back to the music and let me ask this. Is there any project, you know, you're working on maybe a single or an EP or even an album? Or maybe there is, uh, you know, like you rightly said, music production. Maybe there is, uh, you know, an artist you are producing at the moment. Tell us something about that. So I'm currently I'm really working on my EP. I'm planning to release my first EP um, this spring, actually. So I have to hurry up a little bit now. Oh, sorry, um, please. Yeah, when I... you say sorry, when you say spring, you know, in Nigeria we are not really used to those kind of spring, summer. You know, let's <laughs> let's have it to maybe oh, maybe fourth quarter, oh, yeah, second that's quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's say I want to still release it in the first half of this year. So okay. that would have to be like in May or June latest. Okay. Yes. Okay. So this is going to be my first EP. Um, it's going to consist of four songs. And um, I actually felt like this is the point now after I had the song with Kudot, after I produced my first Afrobeat single. Um, and, and, you know, it is time for me to show the audience um, who is Oni. I want to establish my sound. I want to put my signature sound out there. I feel like it's time for that now that I'm doing this. So, yeah, that's why the EP is quite important to me. And um, it's a lot of fun and very intense working on it. Um, yeah, so I, I always say that to people, you know, it's just nothing that happens overnight because people have been asking me, where's, where's your next music? When is your next music coming? And I just don't want to rush it because I feel like this is going to be my proper introduction to, to the fans, to the audience, to people that found me also because of our song Ife. Okay, okay. Oh, well, that's, um, that was good. So is that going to be like, you know, is it going to be like a solo project where, you know, it's going to be all you? 
or you have like one or two artists that you're working with that might be included in the EP? This is gonna be um, a proper solo project. It's just gonna be me on that song. I'm working with a very established producer um, here in Nigeria on that EP. Um, I'm writing a lot. I'm also working with a with a songwriter to to get the best out of it. And um, I'm planning to release that EP first, and then I would like to have one or two um, tracks of that um, as remixes with um, established artists here. That is the plan for now. So first, my EP just showing who I am, and then checking okay, are there one or two songs like which artists that I know here in Nigeria that I'm connected with would be like good on that song I would like to to do a, a remix of that song last question on the EP is it going to be strictly Afrobeat or is it going to be you know an element of all your song um yeah so since I since I learned production in um in 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 Lisbon and I learned it from people that are very much connected with um Kizumba Kuduro and South um, America, uh, South African sounds that is Afro house. Um, it's gonna have some Afro house elements too. There's gonna be one track that has an Afro note, uh, Afro house note, and um, yeah, but the rest is mainly Afro beats with a touch of R and B. And um, what else? And I hope that we can really get on point with this. Uh, we have a song that has a little ama piano touch hey. that I really like, actually. Yes, it's mainly going to be Afrobeats. All right. So, uh, you know, we've been talking about your musical journey, how you started and everything. It's going to be unfair to deny the people your musical talent. So this is time for you to freestyle and introduce your voice and yourself, you know, to the world. Okay, what do you want me to do? You want me to sing another song or my song? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a freestyle. Just sing anything that comes to the mind. You know, I'm a big fan of Fireboy. Okay, so let's do Fireboy. Hey, you know what my favorite song is? What? It's uh, Need You. I sometimes play that song on the piano and I'm singing along and Kirat says to me, you have to release a cover of that song once. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we have the, you know, acapella version of the cover right now. Yeah, let me do the acapella version. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> you're sweet as mango, you're sweet as a palumo. No, no, we are wongo. Omo mi oma patumo. Now only you feel heal me, baby, don't go. You say, let's be friends, oh. Let's take it gently, baby. Me, I know get bent, so I know get bently, baby. All I have is love for you, for you. Baby, shampoo, baby, loruko, family room, unka dance, come I need to Don't listen to them, we don't need room. I know you need me, but I need you more. Maybe like you don't rightly said, maybe one day we'll actually get, you know, a full cover by that song, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for being um, on the podcast. It's been a really, really interesting, uh, you know, conversation about you. And definitely, definitely, 
when the EP come, we are definitely going to talk about it on the podcast and we're also going to, you know, promote it on the podcast. But the aim of this series is always to, you know, introduce, um, you know, Nigerian artists to the world and introduce the world, uh, you know, to Nigerian artists. So we also do our own bit in trying to, you know, amplify, you know, the African sound by bringing the best of African music to the ears of my uh, listeners. So yes, any final word, you know, for your audience that might be listening to you right about now. Watch out for Oni in 2022. The EP is going to be really great. I'm very excited uh, sharing this um, with my fans and with the people that are just getting to know me, you know. I think it's, it's going to be a, a very, very nice pro, uh, project. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to put it out and to see how people are going to react to this, you know. This is, this is really like a milestone of my career and I'm really hap- happy that it's happening right now. All right. All right, thank you very much. So it is 2022. Watch out for Oi. She is going to be disturbing your ears with an EP. With that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and my amazing members of the Chacha Nation, we have come to the end of another episode of the Chacha Spotlight series. To like come away with another episode, my name remains a fist over, aka your musical plug, creator of the energy force. Remember, no matter what you do, keep the energy. Keep it positive and keep it 100. Peace out. Uh, yeah, cha cha. Time to time for the cha cha gang. Uh, give me the cha cha gang. Rockin' with the best cha cha gang. Uh, give me the cha cha gang. Uh, Alayela with cha cha gang. Uh, give me the cha cha gang. Watching my body cha cha gang. Uh, give me the cha cha gang. Cha cha gang. Watching my body.